This episode is part of the series Know Your Candidates. Conversations with the candidates for the election of 2019 in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Radio Plasma does not support or oppose any candidate for public office. This is a nonpartisan, independent media outlet dedicated to promoting a peace culture, embracing diversity, sharings of opinions and ideas, and ensure all voices are represented in our media. This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to our series, Know Your Candidates, conversations with the candidates to Holyoke City Council in the 2019 municipal election of November 5th. I'm Johan Rashivega, and our guest is Jens Michelson, candidate for City Council Ward 5. Jens, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Johan. It's a pleasure. So you are running for Ward 5 the first time in, in a couple of terms that Ward 5 is having a contended race for the elections. I always have been of the idea that having a contested election is always a good thing because that puts in perspective the work that is being done by whoever is the incumbent to continue justifying the reasons to be there and also to allow more people to be able to join the race, to share all their ideas and possibly find common ground, even if that ends up continuing with incumbent, it also generates more input, more communication, and a better way to have a democratic process going on in the city. So thank you for running. It's actually been my pleasure. Um, running for city council has been, uh, I mean, and my campaign hasn't been super out there. I haven't been pounding doors as well as other people have, but I will tell you the process of running for city council and getting people to sign my petition and to, to sit down and talk to them about the, the concerns that they have. It's been a really re rewarding experience, um, and it's it's one I hope to continue doing, and uh, I really like opening the conversation with people. It, it's been it's been real, and uh, thanks for everybody's time for doing that. I've been invited into some homes and had some really fantastic conversation. So tell us a little bit about you. This basically involves a little bit of your background, personal, professional life, whatever you can share with us on that. So that way, not only people from War 5, but overall in the city can get to know who you are. That's always the most important thing, to know who are the people who are interested to be part of the local government. So uh, a little bit about me. Um, I grew up in Lansing, Michigan, and uh, I joined the Navy out of high school. I spent eight years uh, on a submarine as a, uh, as a supervisor in a nuclear power plant. After that, I moved to Holyoke in 2011, and uh, I moved downtown. I lived off of Lyman Street for a few years. And uh, one of the things that captivated me about Holyoke was the history of Holyoke, the idea of it being an industrialized city and in, in the first planned city. I, I just thought that was absolutely fascinating with the canal system and, and the way the grids and the roads work and all of that, absolutely fascinating. And kind of So what I do now is I... Uh, I work in the electric industry. I uh, oversee the reliability and the markets for the six New England states. One of the other things, uh, I'm a landlord, homeowner, a father, 
and uh, I, I love the city. I, every time I come down here, I am blown away by A, how nice people are, um, B, my first experience was going to the Crush campaign in 2011. It was at Celebrate Holyoke, and I was like, wow, check this out, you know, there's there's this diverse community, and uh, you know, everybody's having a good time listening to some, some reggaeton, and I, I just, I'd never seen that before, so it, it was definitely a, an awesome experience, and I'm happy to get the opportunity to, to represent it. For what I hear, you identify diversity as one of the standing out aspects of the society in Holyoke. And I will say also in, in your journey through through your life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I grew up in a pretty diverse community myself. Um, you know, in Lansing... Lansing had some some problems of its own. Uh, the The auto industry was really big in Michigan, and uh, you know, right around the time I graduated from high school, all of the auto industry went away. And uh, you know, I went back to visit, and every time I go back to visit, a different building would be taken down, or a different building would be abandoned. You know, right across the street from my high school. So it was interesting to kind of compare and and pick up where I left mm -hmm. off. You know, and now. Not to say that Holyoke's been on its way up, and that was on its way down as I left, and it's on its way back up as well. So it's it's cool to see the you know the connections between the places you're going and the places you you are going. So you have been in the city for eight years approximately. Yeah, about there. Enough time to get the idea of how things are going on, particularly with the current iteration of what Holyoke is with such a long and relevant history, not only in the region, but in the whole nation, a reason to be proud of living in, in a place like Holyoke. What made you feel compelled to say, I want to join city council? Uh, there's a couple of reasons I, uh, I wanted to join the city council. First off, I one of the one of the things that's really bothered me ever since the 2016 election was just seeing how polarized people are. It drives me insane. Why, why can't we just be accepting of each other? Why can't we, we accept each other's beliefs and understand where they're coming from? And so that kind of gets into it. Um, I, the first time I went into the city council chambers, it was to uh, address the city council about an idea and to encourage them to put the proposition two and a half of the debt exclusion on the ballot. And uh, so I, I was standing up and I was, I was coming up with this idea of how we could raise money outside of raising taxes. And I couldn't understand why we couldn't figure out a way to say yes instead of finding reasons to say no. And I, I wanted us to be to be more on board as, as a community to say, yeah, I, I think this is a good idea. Because I really think if you asked every single one of the counselors in that room what one of the, their top five issues are in the city, I bet you of those top five, education would be one of them. And on top of that, when you look at the education system, right, I almost didn't, my first house I bought wasn't in Holyoke. I have lived around here for eight years, but I, I did move to Southampton for a couple of years. And, and when I moved to Holyoke, everybody said, ah, don't buy in Holyoke, don't buy in Holyoke. And I'm, I, I don't understand why I'm not supposed to buy in Holyoke. And it was because of the school system, because I had kids. I've since moved back to Holyoke, and I've since realized that part of being in a community and part of making the community better is being in it. And that means having your kids in the Holyoke School and, and believing in what we can do there. And so when we bring in new families, families that, that aren't going to say no because we now have a state-of-the-art facility for their children, you're making the community as a whole better. And on top of that, 
the people who are looking to bring the school into the community, they're not going to let the people who stand to benefit the most, they're not going to let them be hurt by this decision, right? So in my opinion, right, when, when you look at the people who've rallied for a no or um, whatever, you know, they've raised money. They're, they're spending all this energy to combat the schools, but if they just said yes or how can we, I think we'd be in a lot better place. So that was that was really the the big ticket issue that caused me to want to do this is is that I I just saw the this pattern of no not how can we and and that's what I said to everybody when I when they talked to me about this I said you know when you look at a budget um, and, and you say all right what can we do to make this work nobody wants their trash to be picked up every month or every two weeks instead of every week but that's the kind of options we should have. And instead of saying, no, that's what we should be putting up to the vote. These are the, the options we've come up with. And uh, especially for something as big as education. During the time that you have been knocking doors, meeting with people, interacting with neighbors in Ward 5, what has been the concerns that you could identify people are voicing in terms of quality of life or issues regarding Ward 5 or the city in general? To be honest with you, mostly everybody I talked to said, don't let my taxes go up. That was the biggest thing. And then, you know, you, you got to sift through the noise too. You got to figure out what, what complaints are specific to, to one guy or, you know, one family and, and the, the issues that they have. And then on top of that, there's one-off issues. Um, three of the people on one street that I talked to said that their dry wells were filling up and, and there was no drainage system for them yet their sewage or their sewer tax had increased. So I don't know, things like that came up pretty frequently. Um, one of the other big things that, that was brought up um, that I, I really liked was how are we going to get the fiber, fiber optic network? And I think that that would be a great thing for our community would be to set up the fiber optic network and, you know, maybe give Comcast the boot. Which is part of the questions on the ballot for this election, and it's a good reminder. Thank you for bringing that, because the question about the schools is the one that is getting the more attention from everyone. But it's important to remember there is another question. Those are the two questions in the ballot. If a study could be done, and it's non-binding, so there is nothing to risk on that. Actually, it could be beneficial to have a study to see how feasible it is to provide this fiber access to everyone in the city and not only to business, which is the current option. I mean, Westfield did it. Why can't we do it? And also, I mean, think about it. We could be supporting oil, gas, and electric instead of supporting Comcast. I mean, let's, let's support our local business. That's, that's what we're trying to do here. How do you feel being on the race for city council, particularly in a ward that has been supportive of the incumbent city councilor that has been running uncontested a couple of times? I, I will say that uh, I've been. There were a couple of people that I, I talked to that were very strong supporters. That, uh, that they didn't want to sign my petition, but they talked to me about what they thought was important, and, and they introduced themselves to me, and we had a good conversation. So that that was good. The other thing is, is I realize that this this is not uh, by any means going to be an easy thing to win ever, and rightfully so. I mean, she represents the people in in her district, right? And uh, I think that, in addition to that, I think she does it. She's very calculated. She does a good job. Um, I, I don't agree with everything she does, but she's definitely doing her best to represent the people that she hears from. That being said, I still think that 
you know, come a few years from now, I, I think I could definitely give her a run for the money. What are the priorities or concerns that yourself have identified as reasons to take care of Ward 5, aside of the one that you already shared uh, regarding, regarding the schools? Um, one of the, I mean, uh, one of the, the questions I answered for the Gazette was, you know, I, I feel like, and this is only because it's in my backyard, there's, there's an area uh, where I would like to put in some sidewalks. And I, I think some sidewalks would be nice because there's a natural cut through for uh, some high-speed traffic. Um, and I think a sidewalk would be very beneficial in that spot. Some of the other things I would be interested in would be, you know, getting to know more of the nonprofit side of things and, and getting to getting them and, and establishing a relationship with nonprofits and, and trying to make sure that we're, you know, our nonprofits and our government initiatives are matched up, right? And that, that we're trying to, to achieve the same mission and that they have the support that they need from government. So that's kind of an invite for anybody from a, a nonprofit perspective. Hey, let's let's have a conversation because you know I'd like to get to know you, and and your organization's mission. So th those are a couple of things that come to mind. In regards of your perception of what city council is doing as a body, we have been uh, reviewing this in all all the interviews. What do you see as their achievements or the work that is being done in the best way possible? And at the same time, what do you think will be some opportunities for improvement? So one of the things that I think is absolutely phenomenal is that uh, the kind of initiative to take some of the back tax properties, some of the vacant lots, and try to get those back onto the tax roll. I think that's awesome, and it's really going to benefit the city as a whole. Not only is it going to benefit the tax rate, but on, an, on top of that, we're going to have, instead of a vacant building, you're going to have a place where somebody's living, you know, somebody, somebody rebuilt a house. And I, I think that, that that is probably the number one thing that I would say is a great job. Um, I think some of the other things that could be good, um, this might not be popular, but I think, you know, looking at using Whiting's Farm as, as a different type of venue, I, or excuse me, the Whiting's Reservoir. I think that that's an excellent idea too. You know, you're looking for you're looking for new income streams, and you're looking for new ways to offset the cost of you know the services that government provides, and, and that's what we need. We need to to think outside the box and think about how we're going to make the services we provide either go down in cost because of you know the needs of our citizens um, without sacrificing quality. Some things I I think could be improved upon. It seems like we issue a lot of special permits. I don't have a lot of data about it, um, and I, I'm not an expert on it by any means, but it seems like there's a lot of discussion about permitting, and it seems like there's a lot of one-offs. So that, that would be something that I would change, and I'm, I'm interested to know why you know, no marijuana facility has opened up yet. I know that there's one slated to open, I think, around the springtime, um, but I'd be interested to know why that hasn't happened yet. And I knew you were going to ask me that. But when I think about it, right, the the permitting is big because you get this one-off system, right? You get you get people that that could otherwise have a business. Something else I, I'd like to, I mean, when I talk about the special permitting, right, that to me that means being more friendly to the the people who want to open up businesses here. And I think I think we're trying to do a good job to bring that by by bringing other properties onto the tax roll. I think that that opens up the possibility to lower commercial taxes. And maybe this is a self-fulfilling cycle where you, you lower commercial taxes and more, more businesses move in and then we can offset, you know, residential taxes and, and you know, 
we, we can grow our community that way. That's really all that comes to mind right now. I mean, I, I, I told you what I was thinking about with how can we, and, and that's, that's kind of my big thing. Should you join city council, what do you think could be some of the assets that you bring with your experience, your expertise, and your ideas that you see could be of benefit to city council as a body to continue doing the work? So one of the things that I'm really interested in doing, and I, I've met with a couple of the people in City Hall and uh, met with, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking to, I think we need to have a collaborative approach to a lot of things. And I think our city, our city council probably does a pretty good job of talking to the department heads, but I would be really interested in making relationships with those people and uh, kind of just understanding, you know, their day-to-day -day concerns and, and what their issues are because, in my opinion, the view, the role of government is to take that 10,000-foot view and put the right pieces in place so that everything can operate smoothly. Yeah, you're going to have one-offs, but you do the best you can, and if you start peeling away at the onion, you can find real problems. Every, every, every problem has a systematic solution, and that's That's the way I operate, right? I'm looking for a systematic solution to everything. And it might be irritating to everybody who's working with me, right? Everybody in the city council might be like, man, why is this guy asking this question? <laughs> you know, but at the same time, when you ask those questions, you can get down to the root of what's really going on. And when you get down to the root of what's really going on, you can find real solutions that are going to bring uh, what Rebecca Lisi calls smart growth, right? And, and so... That's my. That's what I bring to the table. I've been. Uh, I've been looking for smart solutions my whole life. You know, in the submarine engine room, you know, you you look for the thing that's causing your problems, right? And in my job now, right, I'm looking for. I'm taking multiple stakeholder approaches. I'm I'm looking at what everybody thinks of a situation, and I'm trying to find the best possible solution for efficiency, for reliability, for the market, right? And I w I want to do that for the city. I think I could do a great job at it. And I think that, uh, you know, I bring a special skill set for that. When I see people interested in joining city council, sometimes the main energy is, of course, put on the campaign to make sure that that seat gets the favor of the people to be representing. Should that not happen, it is also important to know what it will be the next steps, how some of these concerns or interesting ways to be involved with the city Cool. continue developing if the outcome remained the same for War 5. So basically my understanding is you're asking if I don't get elected, what I plan to do to make, to make myself. Gotcha. All right. Well, no, that's a, that's a good question because, you know, that's, that's kind of what I've been focusing on, right? I, I've been, you know, I'm getting a master's degree from the Maxwell School for Citizenship and Public Affairs. And one of the things we're talking about is the, the need to be engaged with, with everybody in the community. So one of the things I'm super interested in is helping out over at the Homework House. I, I talked to uh, Mary Burks about that a couple days ago. And some of the other things that I want to do is it, kind of the reason we're talking here is so that anybody who's listening to this, we can start a conversation. Throughout this campaign, I've met people that have wanted to help. And I've met people who are engaged, and I've met people that want to start doing things together, right? And that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to meet people that, that want to do things together, and uh, I just want to make myself open to that. And that, that's kind of been where I wanted to go with this, you know, and I don't, I don't expect this to be like 
the most stellar campaign anybody's ever seen. But I, I do want to open the door for a conversation. If you agree with me or if you don't, I want to talk to you. I want to bring also the, the way that we actually got to meet in person, which was during part of the activities at Holy Community College for the celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month. And it was so, so good to see, not only to get to meet you in person, but also to see how you were asking questions in a way to get to learn more about people who are connected with the Hispanic communities in Holyoke and in the country, what it means, some of the aspects that are going through living here in the city or living in the United States. And I want to thank you for, for being there, for asking those questions and for looking up to learn, to keep learning, because it's a process that we all need to do regarding our own background and the background of the people who live in our city. Actually, I'm really happy you mentioned that too. Uh, and thank you for covering that, because I think it's important uh, for the same reasons you outlined. But in order to represent somebody, I have to be, I have to know what what their concerns are and what their story is. And, uh, you know, that that goes without saying that I should probably know a little, you know, a few more people and, and get them to meet more people. But again, that's what we're talking about right now. And, uh, you know, going to that event and asking the questions and, and uh, recognizing that we have people that are going to be coming here and how are we going to, to address this and, and what are the problems that they've been through where they lived prior to? And, and are we ready to, to take more people? Are we ready to, to educate more people? Are we, you know, those are all important questions and, and we need to be ready as a community. Um, and, and as far as, you know, continuing to learn, that's what I like to do. That's, that's one of the other big reasons that I wanted to do this. You know, I, I said I like to look at things from a systemic view. Well, that's, that's what this is, right? You're, you're looking at every single aspect of the city and trying to find the right answer. You know, if that means collaboration between emergency departments and the waterworks or, you know, collaborations between the nonprofits and city government, that's what we're trying to do, right? What is the problem we're trying to solve and how are we going to solve it? And what does the data say? That's, that's what I'm interested in, right? And, and let's make it better together. I, I have to give that in some of the events that represent uh, different cultural representations in, in the city. We have seen several of the members of city council to be present, to support, to join the celebration as they are. It will be good to see more of the others who usually don't show up to this because it's fun to share and learn from each other's cultures. I think that's, and, and going back to what you were mentioning uh, at the beginning about the diversity and how important it is to acknowledge each other and not because there is only one or two. Holyoke fortunately has in different numbers, but has representation of so many different cultures and backgrounds and, and histories and languages. And all the beauty that comes with that should be put together and showcased and celebrated in the same level. I totally agree. I, I, you know, what's the, what's the point of having, you know, yes, we're, we're all Americans first, right? But we're all, the, we're all these great other things. Let's, let's be a part of that melting pot together, you know, enjoy everybody's heritage and you know, we all have a St. Patrick's Day parade. We all hang out there every year, and it, it's great. You know, it doesn't matter who we are. And, and I don't know, it's a, it's a special place to be, and, and I, I hope that we can continue to, to celebrate everybody's heritage. 
So how can people get to know more about you and get in contact with you? Should they have any questions or they would like to have a conversation that could engage to those possible ways to collaborating? So uh, I'm not official. I don't have a website or anything like that. Um, but I recently did get a 413 phone number. Uh, that's 413-206-9725. Send me a text, give me a call, whatever. Um, you could find me on Facebook. That's my personal Facebook, so it's you know got some old gems on it. Or you can email me. Uh, it's michelson.jm at gmail.com. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm happy to hear from you if you agree with me, if you don't, if you just want to talk. I'm, I'm interested and open. Let's, let's start the conversation. For some, it could be the official statement as a campaign. If you have one of a sort, this is the time to state your message. What it will be your way to address people from Ward 5 to consider voting for James Michelson? Well, sort of what I've, I've been trying to allude to is I, you know, I'm very interested in doing this. I love the city. I am constantly looking at numbers and data and trying to evaluate problems. And I think that's that's special, right? And I, I think I think in order to make that all worthwhile, we have to talk. So if you were to vote for me, the reason that you'd be voting for me is because you know I'm dedicated to doing those things. And I'm, I'm never going to turn you down just because you don't agree. And you'll broaden my horizons. That being said, November 5th, if I don't win this time around, I'm going to be here again in two years. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to getting to know everybody a little bit better over the next couple of years. This is our conversation with Jens Michelson, candidate for Ward 5 in this municipal election in the city of Holyoke, which is November 5th. Remember, if you need information, particularly about where to vote, where is your precinct to vote on November 5th, you can visit the holyoke.org website. And also, you can visit the city clerk's office at Holyoke City Hall. Remember, it's important to be present and vote this November 5th is part of civic duty and one of the most important rights for citizens of the United States to exercise their opinion through voting. This is what makes democracy. This is what makes the very foundation of the United States. So remember to vote. Gents, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for running and thank you for allowing this conversation to happen. I'm looking forward to continue having these conversations. Whatever the outcome, and for whatever is positive for our community in Holyoke. Thanks, Johan. Thanks for promoting democratic accountability in our city. And also, thank you for your service. My pleasure. This is our series of conversations, Know Your Candidates, and this session has been recorded in our New England Media Lab studio inside Gateway City Arts in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.